witnessing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome to the B-Team Podcast, 31 Days of Horror, Day 31. Happy Halloween, trick-or-treat, motherfucker. I am Josh, joined as always by my ghost co-host, Mr. Vincent Price, who unfortunately we will now have to say goodbye to as he returns to the chest of 13 ghosts. Uh, But first, we have two movies to get to and a top 10 countdown. Before we do that, uh, I was a little bit remiss yesterday in forgetting to mention uh, where you can get the two movies I talked about. You can get All the Colors of the Dark, as well as the featured documentary, All the Colors of Giallo, uh, from our good friend Severin. And as far as I spit on your grave, after years and years and years of languishing with my DVD copy, uh, the good people at Ronin Flicks acquired the rights and put out a phenomenal box set and then re-released it individually. And I just got an email saying they are upgrading to an ultra high def. So you can grab that. I think it's 25 bucks and they're doing all sorts of sales and promotions. And if you did buy the Blu-ray, either the individual or the box set, uh, they are offering some kind of swap discount promotion where you can upgrade for like 12 bucks or something. Uh, And as far as the other ones from Severin, uh, they usually do a sale. They did a bundle. And they will definitely be on sale come Black Friday. Uh, especially the All the Colors of Giallo, if you're into the genre. Uh, really great three-disc set with a original Italian soundtrack, which a lot of those types of sets usually have. On to today. Uh, we have reached the top spot. And we have two colossal movies. Uh, our theme would be It's the End of the World. Because our first movie is the 1973 underrated absolute masterpiece Messiah of Evil Uh, when it comes to 70s horror movies that no one has seen and really needs to this is usually my number one recommendation to horror fans uh, both longtime horror fans that somehow haven't seen it and people who are just kind of getting into horror and wanting to know what's out there Uh, I don't want to say too, too much about this movie because it's that good. I want you to watch it. And this is the one that I was able to impossibly snag from Diabolic DVD. Uh, Every now and then I'll just check or I now have it set for emails of when stock comes in. And I was just randomly searching because it was like 120 bucks online. and I was debating maybe buying it. Uh, and I saw that they listed they had stock, and I went, holy shit, and I grabbed two copies for 25 bucks. so that was a hell of a steal, um, and this was the 40th anniversary edition, and it's just an absolute perfect transfer. Um, if you can see this movie, that is definitely the way to go. So what is the movie about? Well, this movie was written and directed by the husband-wife duo, that would later bring us Temple of Doom, uh, along with Spielberg, of course, and that's uh, Gloria Katz and uh, William Hyuk, Hyuk, I don't really know how to say his last name, Um, he later trashed the movie and said he didn't like it, but at the time, I mean, it's another one of those, you know, nobody got it, nobody saw it, nobody loved it, and it definitely went into what you could call cult status. Uh, You have a young woman named Arletti, played by Mariana Hill, 
and she goes to a California coast town looking for her estranged father, and when she gets there, things have gone uh, full Salem's lot, and there's just some weird, weird shit going on, because the town may or may not be besieged by vampires. Um, She has to make some fast friends and basically uncover her father's disappearance, as well as what the hell is going on in the town. Um, When the recent Mike Flanagan Netflix show, Midnight Mass, came out, after we watched that, I turned to Sarah and I said, you know, that show would be a hell of a prequel for a Messiah of Evil remake. Uh, As of this recording, she still hasn't seen Messiah of Evil, so that didn't land, but it's definitely one that I plan to show her, um, and I would, again, recommend it to pretty much everyone I know, I, I really, I don't want to say too much more about it, um, and then our final movie, remember, this isn't a ranked list, uh, but if it was, I'm sure this would be in most people's top spot, is the 1978 George Romero, or in my case, Dario Argento classic, Dawn of the Dead, a.k.a. Zombie, or a.k.a. Zombie 1. Um, this is, you know, one of the most famous horror movies of all time, probably up there with Halloween, especially 70s horror movies. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's the one with the people in the mall, and you've probably seen the 2002, 3, 4, whatever, Zack Snyder remake. Uh, the original, I maintain, is much better. You have Romero and Tom Savini. Tom Savini's in the movie. Um, it's just a complete misery mindfuck of people trying to survive the zombie apocalypse, living in the mall, and everything just goes haywire. Um, there's not much to the plot. It's way more about the characters and the incredibly shifting tones, depending on which version you're watching. Um, there's some sort of ridiculous legal rights issue. So in the U.S., we don't have a great copy. Um, or we do, and you just have to pay a shitload of money for an older one that's now out of print. But in the U.K., they just released this, like, enormous box set with, like, all seven cuts ever. Uh, I don't have that one. I actually bought a DVD copy of Zombie, the Dario Argento cut, because that is, of course, the one that I like the best and I wanted to have. Uh, George Romero's cut, which I, of course, also have, is way lighter in tone and has some uh, zany hijinks from Tom Savini's gang. And I understand what they were going for. It's supposed to be, like, the complete breakdown of society and these people are insane, but it's just the way that it's played and the, the soundtrack and the background music does not land for me, it actually just takes me out of the movie, um, but the Argento cut is just incredible, um, this was, of course, the one that was shot in the mall in Pittsburgh, and, you know, there's the, uh, Hare Krishna zombie, you have Ken Foray, you've got, you know, uh, Flyboy, Francine, who was rumored to, be uh, decapitated in one of the endings that they never shot, uh, but they did go ahead and build the dummy prosthetic 
and then they repurposed that, and I believe put it in blackface, and that's the one that you see with the famous head explosion towards the beginning of the movie. Um, you know, this movie just has so much going on behind the scenes. In the movie itself, people have have done you know video essays, testimonials, way longer, way more uh, thought out reviews. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely suggest checking it out. Obviously, this is a 70s list, not a 60s list, but my all-time favorite zombie movies is and will forever be Night of the Living Dead, which, again, is just available anywhere you look. Uh, You can make your own copy and distribute it tomorrow because they never copyrighted it. So if you haven't seen that, check that one out, and then this one. And, uh, you know, while you're at it, you might as well watch Day of the Dead as well. Why not? Um, If you go down the whole roster, you could skip the later ones, especially the survival of the dead. But... So, I want to thank everybody for being with us on the 31 Days of Horror. Uh, I hope I put some good stuff on your radar. I hope you came away with at least one or two movies you really hadn't heard of before and wanted to watch. Um, You know, feel free to tell me what your list would be, what you've watched over the month. I know most people probably weren't sticking to the 70s. Um, You know, we did watch a lot of other stuff. It's just I watch a lot of movies. Um... I was able to rewatch every movie on this list. I watched a few others just for last-minute consideration to see if they could or couldn't make it. Um, you know, there are a few things that I alluded to as being triple X movies or mostly triple X movies. I didn't watch those in full. Um, didn't really need to, but you know, I, I pretty much knew where the list would shake out. And uh, something that people were asking me was, well, are you going to give us the whole ranked list? And I figured me reading off 31 titles, not the most appealing podcast with no background music, uh, but I can give you my ranked top 10 so you can see where I come in. Uh, So from number 10, we have Jean Rollins' Requiem for a Vampire. That is far and away my favorite of his movies. Um, Then I have Red Queen Kills Seven Times. Great, great gothic hard throwback giallo. Uh, pairs nicely with a 60s Barbara Steele movie called Nightmare Castle. Um, Red Queen is available from Arrow, Nightmare Castle from Severn. Uh, then you have the, I believe it's Synapse, did Thirst, the 1979 Australian one. Uh, then you have Joe D'Amato's Beyond the Darkness, or Buio Omega. Uh, then you have Dawn of the Dead, followed by Torso, again from Arrow. Messiah of Evil. Um, I actually don't remember who put this one out. It might have been Code Red. I'm not sure. But like I said, if you can find a copy, grab it. If you can't, find a way to watch it. Uh, and then you have, at number two, I'm sorry, in the top three, you have number three, All the Colors of the Dark. Number two is I Spit on Your Grave, a.k.a. Day of the Woman. And surprise to absolutely nobody, my number one 70s horror movie and second favorite horror movie of all time is Dario Argento's Suspiria. So there you have it. That is my list. Thank you again. And uh, happy Halloween.